Welcome to the Sparkle Shamelessly with Lainey Love podcast. I'm your transformational host, Lainey Love Dalby, and I'm on a mission to free human spirits to sparkle shamelessly and step into their authentic power, including you, beloved listener. On this podcast, we're gathering fireside from around the globe for monthly interviews, storytelling, spiritual teachings, and sacred practices with style, sass, and the sacred. Come on over to LaineyLoveDalby.com for more spiritual and leadership development resources. And now, on to the show! Hello, beloveds! We're so thrilled to be here with you today. And I want to invite you to take a moment to visualize first that we're really gathering in our virtual sacred circle now from across the globe for an intimate fireside chat with one of my dear soul sisters, Liz Nevis. So I invite you to just breathe in all of our beloveds circling around and nestling up next to the fire and really allow yourself to fully arrive here now into this sacred container from wherever you're tuning into to join us. Even if you're driving, just tuning in here and now. And I'm so deeply honored and grateful to have Liz beaming into the Soul Sparkle Sanctuary with us today. And Liz is the founder of Gathering Ground, where she channels her love and passion for the natural world by introducing city dwellers, including myself, to the healing plants that grow all around us. So inspired by herbalism and earth-based spirituality and ancient wisdom teachings, she's really providing nature awareness and herbal medicine making education and mindfulness meditation and also facilitating dream circles. And her favorite plant power is their ability to stimulate lucid dreams, which she uses in her monthly dream circles actually. So she's also an active community member of the Pachamama Alliance and the founder of the Brooklyn, New York Pachamama community. So with roots deep in the Amazon rainforest, the Pachamama Alliance really programs um, that integrate indigenous wisdom with modern knowledge to help support personal and collective transformation. Yes. And they're really a catalyst to bringing forth an environmentally sustainable, spiritually fulfilling, and socially just human presence on this earth. So welcome, sister. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Lainey. Thank you for creating this beautiful container for souls to share and sparkle shamelessly. (laughs) Absolutely. So... Each month in Sister Hive, we're deepening into one of the 13 pillars of the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly. And this month's community pillar is deep nourishment for all, with a theme concentrated of Earth Mother's abundance, which is why it's such a perfect fit to have Liz here. And the reason this is our theme is because we're really living in a time of deep malnourishment and soul loss right now where the vast majority of us have truly forgotten the sacredness of life. We've forgotten that we're made of stardust and that our true divine nature is to sparkle shamelessly. That isn't just some fluffy term. It is the raw raw core truth of our essence and who we are. 
but we're in this place of having forgotten that and in that we've forgotten how to love and we've become consumed with fear in our culture and we've even lost respect for each other and our great earth mother and life has really been disregarded in this patriarchal structure we live in in favor of profit and greed and personal agenda so you know just in america alone despite the levels of prosperity that our ancestors would have found completely unthinkable. Many of us are plagued with these delusions of scarcity and competitive mindsets and rampant greed and just this self-centeredness, the me, 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 selfie generation. But from this place, we can easily get caught in unconscious feedback loops of I'll never have enough, I'll never be enough, or I'm not worthy. And that holds us back from our power and our potential and really stepping into our fullness. And what I've found is that this separation is also closely related to our alienation from nature, from our own bodies, especially as women and our cyclical nature and the sacred feminine. But luckily, once we wake up to this fact and we realize that we have a choice, to serve and protect life instead of just a self-serving agenda, everything can shift. And it's a simple shift, really. And it's one of the reasons we're gathered here on this podcast, in this sacred container, is to help pave the way for a new feminine paradigm of leadership and a sacred revolution overall where we're returning to the heart of what matters most and we're remembering. So with that said, imagine if instead of money and this culture of greed, that the most familiar currency instead was love, that it trumped all others and came first above all other human exchanges. Because money is energy, just as love is energy, just as the Earth Mother offers her us her energy. And both are means of exchange that are used for really creating value in our lives and creating lasting connections and consequences for the future of all parties involved. So with both, our aim is to be in the flow of giving and receiving, like the infinity loop, swirling in and back out, around and around, continuously and never ceasing. And it's what I like to call our love currency. And there is no better teacher of this powerful cycle of giving and receiving than our Earth Mother and her profound abundance. So Liz, with that said, I'd really love to focus in with you today around connecting with the power and the magic and the healing properties of Earth Medicine. And, you know, truly that love that is in the Earth. And especially since her deep wisdom and abundance is really all around us. And it's available to us all, regardless of who we are, where we come from, and where we live. And so I've always been amazed at what you do, especially since we live in such a big city, where it can be difficult to connect with nature due to all the concrete and construction and asphalt and constant distractions and FOMO, you know. So can you start by sharing a bit about your own revolutionary journey that led you to your sacred work here in New York City, connecting so intimately with the earth through gathering grounds? I'd be glad to. <laughs> Yay. 
<laughs> Yay. So I'm originally from New Jersey in a part that's pretty rural, although I lived in town. So I always had a connection to walking around and seeing people and being having the convenience that the city brings. So I think there's a part of me, deep part of me, that resonates a lot with that aspect of the city that there are all these humans around and that we are nature too, right? We are nature, but I think we forget that we are nature. Um, so where my current journey started, I guess, is that I worked uh, at a regular office job and it was not nine to five, it was more like eight to 2 a.m. <laughs> a lot of the time. And um, it was very unhealthy. And I kept feeling like, why am I indoors all the time? Why am I under this artificial lighting behind a screen, not even listening to my own body when I had to go to the bathroom or when I was hungry, um, just kind of just plugging along and not being at all in tune with nature's rhythms. And I was like, this, this can't go on. So I was like, okay, what can I do? I started surrounding myself with information. I started reading about um, ecology and health and natural foods and, and natural rhythms and ways to live with the earth. And I discovered permaculture and I took a course. Um, this was in 2008, I think. Um, and uh, that opened me up to herbalism. And for anyone who doesn't know permaculture, it's a design system that is really truly sustainable. It's based on indigenous practices and uh, its three tenets are earth care, people care, and fair share. So really that pretty much says it all. And uh, through that, I discovered herbalism and uh, I went on a plant walk with my dear friend, Leda. She's, she wasn't my friend at the time, but now she is. And she, opened up my mind to what was possible uh complete 180 from where i was working in an office to being outside all the time and connecting with food and medicine plants that are everywhere in the city that are everywhere i mean they're growing out of the cracks in the sidewalk um we had a plant growing up we're on the third floor of our building and there was a plant coming up and attached itself to our window and my son, my son was like, oh, a friend, like we have a friend who came to our window. <laughs> so there, and, and, you know, not just the plants, but the, the animals and the birds, I mean, they're around and the insects, they're everywhere. And if you just tune in, you listen, you can hear them. I hear the blue jay and the cardinal every day. I hear sometimes a crow if I'm lucky. And um, so I, this shift in awareness came pretty quickly, but I feel like it's always a constant, a constant. I always have to constantly be in that space uh, of remembering, mm -hmm. remembering that everything is nature, that it's all around us. So anyway, from, from this journey of discovering that I could be, I could lead plant walks in the park, I started studying herbalism a little bit more seriously. And I, um, I started a line of products that were, um, it was called Raganella's Botanical Solutions. And it was, um, sorry, <laughs> it was um, mostly body care and teas and tinctures. And, um, but then I had a child and he really also opened me up in so many ways to um, so much, such a great teacher. As many parents know, their children 
really are the greatest teachers. And what a gift to be able to experience that another facet of Earth Mother's Abundance, this ability to create a human life in your body and carry it around. And um, yeah, so, so from there, after he was born and after I struggled a lot with uh, early motherhood, a vision came. A vision came of in uh, in one of my friend's uh, classes, in her yoga class. The winds were blowing and the sun was shining and I and I had just let go of of something, uh, a, a project that was near and dear to me. And in its place came the vision of gathering ground. And it was a vision of meditating outside with families in nature. And um, I immediately started studying meditation and <laughs> I incorporated that into it. And it's all, it's all sort of been weaving together for the last 11 years or so. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on and on. <laughs> no, thank you. I mean, it, it just, you know, the way I, I love to think of this journey is that we receive these little clues. It's almost like you're going on a game of clue and like you get these little clues and you just keep following the breadcrumbs on the trail, this like revolutionary trail. And you just see as you un unturn one clue, what, what it leads to next. And, and just that willingness to listen, you know, and pay attention and stay close to what is calling you. You know, that's the thing that I think so many of us can miss in the chaos of our modern world is that that deep, that deep sense of listening to what is truly calling us. Even that plant coming up to the third floor of your apartment saying like, oh, you need me now, here I am for you, you know? And just how beautiful that is, that willingness to listen and to stay close to what matters. So I am honoring you for your journey and your transition and <laughs> deeply grateful because I've been able to be a, a benefactor of your, of your medicine that you offer with the plant walks here in Prospect Park in Brooklyn. Um, and just, you know, seeing the medicine that's even in the, you know, in, in the sidewalk, you know, as, as you've pointed out many times and just how beautiful that can be. The abundance of Mother Earth is, is truly everywhere. So I'd love to ask if you have any recommendations for our listeners who may be novices or city dwellers or just in a state of dis disconnection to the mother to really help them reconnect to that magic of the earth medicine. You know, maybe how do you personally stay deeply connected while living in a big city? Because I, I heard you say that it's a, you have to remember. So what are, what are your practices? So one of the practices, it doesn't even require going outside, actually. Um, it's, uh, I believe an ancient practice. I don't know if it's origin, but a lot of, I feel like, um, neo shaman <laughs> people, um, use this technique of connecting with the earth and, um, the cosmos. And what you do is you just center yourself into your heart and then you send your awareness deep, deep down into the core of the earth. And you do this layer by layer. Start with where you are and then go down. If you're on the 20th floor of a building or the first floor of a building, you can do this. Just send your awareness down, down into the earth, through all the layers, through the soil and all the, all the organisms that live there, through the crust and the, the mantle and the core. And then imagine that core, this dynamic, fiery ball in the center of the earth that is rotating in the opposite of direction of the earth and creating a the electromagnetic field. And that 
is also in our hearts, that electromagnetic field. So just breathing that awareness in your heart and then doing the same. Once you breathe all that energy into your heart, you go up, up through the ceiling. Imagine the sky above the building. Imagine the clouds, the birds. You can even picture an airplane because the airplane is a creation of humans and, and it's all from the earth. Everything around us is from the earth, no matter how manufactured it is. And you can go further out into our solar system and out into the farthest reaches of what we know and then even further out into the space that we don't know, into that origin where we come from that is infinite and infinitely expanding and then you breathe all that energy back down through all those layers into your heart and there you've united earth and heaven or cosmos or universe or whatever you want to call it and it's in your heart always and when we do that we remember where we came from and why we're here beautiful and what we're made of you know, and what we're made of that we have that fire in us we have that star shine that sun energy you know it is that that beautiful reminder so thank you for that beautiful little touch in um, <laughs> it's just whew, i feel that <laughs> so with that practice that that's such a beautiful practice and i i wonder what other things that you do in your life to stay close to what is most sacred and really to continue to stay focused on the heart of what matters for you each day yeah so when i'm able to and i i this winter i've been really holed up inside um because i have a really big writing project that i'm working on which i'm excited to announce not yet but it will come so stay tuned <laughs> very soon in the next few months i'll be able to divulge but um so when i'm able to get outside there are i mean there's unlimited potential um being just being barefoot on the earth putting your body on the earth on the soil um, it, it really recharges you and it, and it, it's not like totally woo woo. Like it actually physically recharges your body. <laughs> um, the sun, um, feeling the sun on your body and, and knowing that that sun is a source of life, um, and being grateful for that. Um, and then deeper than that, you can, you can start to pay attention to the plants and the animals around you. and Pay, like witness them and really recognize that they're there and they have a lot of lessons and and whether their medicine is a physical medicine or spiritual medicine every living being and even if you would argue that a stone is living maybe some people wouldn't but um everything on earth that is here it has a lesson and has medicine so it's it's a really a personal journey i think for you to just go out and explore and get curious and and be open to to listen so really just listening yeah listening that is such a powerful practice on this journey just making the space to be in stillness and to be fully present with what is and just to listen to what is stirring within so thank you for that reminder
and you know you're already sort of touching into it but what do you feel mother earth has to teach us about divine abundance and coming back to that truth of sufficiency and really disconnecting from that lie of scarcity that we are so caught in in so many ways as a society yeah it's a really um it's a tangled web as they say and it is um really unfortunate that um there is this level of fear and scarcity that has led people to become very greedy and um and want to take more than they need. And really, I think sufficiency is more the word that I would lean toward, more even so than abundance, that there is enough. There is enough if we only take what we truly need. And not even take, I shouldn't even use that word, but exchange, it's more of an exchange. Um, because we are here for the plants and they are here for us. We are here for the animals and they are here for us. It is, it is an equal partnership, but we've forgotten that. And it, and, um, you know, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm going tangential maybe, but just, you know, when you get to know even one being other than yourself, other than human deeply, you can see that each, each being has an unlimited source of energy. And I mean, obviously things die, but in that dying, they transform into another being, whether you believe in reincarnation or not, that energy doesn't just disappear. It, it changes. Um, a plant dying composts into the earth and feeds the earth. And then something new can come in. So that is what I mean by transformation and, and rebirth. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I could go on another tangent, but I want you to leave me. So, so I mean, that <laughs> definitely taps into that love currency, that idea of that cyclical nature as well. That, you know, life, death and rebirth, we are always in that cycle in our lives, in the earth, you know, it's, it's always moving. We are always sort of traveling this sacred circle and, and the medicine in that as well. And, you know, I also loved what you brought up because that, that sort of quote that, you know, there's enough for our need, but not for our greed, you know, and to really internalize that and to know that, and that it is about understanding, you know, what would most bring us alive and truly give us life, but not in excess, because we don't need excess, you know? So really tapping into what would most nurture us, and often that's way less than what the consumerist culture is telling us we need, you know, in terms of just buying more and bigger and better and replacing things, and you know, like how can we actually use what we have? So I guess where I would wanna go with what you brought in is, is that, that getting to know intimately one being other than yourself, you know, it's like interspecies love in a way. Um, that's something that uh, Serpentessa, a snake priestess friend of mine talks about. And, you know, it's like, how can we tap into that? Or, you know, Charles Eisenstein talks about interbeing um, that comes from the Buddhist tradition. And so 
you know, I, one of the things I was so struck by in one of our walks was how there's so much mimicking and mirroring in nature that the appearance of some of the plants even indicates which aspects of the body that plant heals or that when there's a plant, for instance, that gives you poison ivy, the cure is in the same area where the poison ivy is. So I'd love for you to maybe pick one one being that's coming in that's asking to be sort of uh clarified on and taken a little deeper in this space and i'm not sure who that is but you do <laughs> right now uh dandelion is coming to me dandelion is uh is the earth reflection of the sun and that yeah, gold and yellow blossom uh that sun you can link that to our solar plexus in our body and the dandelion every part of the plant is medicinal the flower the leaves and the roots and a lot of the ailments we feel in our body around the solar plexus region are healed by dandelion so the roots have a specific affinity with the liver and removing toxins from the liver the irony that dandelion is the poster child for a weed killer um, where we're poisoning ourselves by spraying it, and then we should actually stop poisoning, learn to love that dandelion in your lawn and use it as medicine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so the roots are, are very specific to the liver and cleaning the liver and also helping us um, dispel anger from our bodies in Chinese medicine and other traditions the liver is where we hold anger and uh, dandelion is one of the plants that can help us clear clear the anger um, the and anger too is is an overexpression of that fire that solar solar region of our body it's an over overexpression of it's too much fire mm. The leaves are um, more aligned with the kidneys and help process um, waste through the urine and help, you know, they're diuretic but non-depleting. Uh, what I love about plants is that they are whole and holistic, unlike pharmaceuticals, which, you know, I, I believe that in certain cases, pharmaceuticals are very important for people, but um, a lot of our common ailments don't need pharmaceuticals. Um, they really could be healed with rest, good nutrition, movement, connecting with nature, and using the medicine plants. Mm. So yeah, so the leaves, again, diuretic without being depleting. So if you take a pharmaceutical diuretic, you may be depleted of potassium and other minerals. Well, dandelion leaf is rich in potassium and other minerals. So it's both nourishing you and helping you clear things. The blossoms are probably my favorite part. And every spring I go and harvest the blossoms to make an oil for a massage oil. And it has mild pain relieving uh, benefits. It makes a good breast massage oil and especially a solar plexus massage oil. And it can help. Externally, I think a lot of people don't think about the external application of medicine beyond skin. It actually can go deeper into your body and help heal digestive upset in someone maybe who can't take the plant internally. Mm. So that's just one plant, and that's just some of the medicine 
of that one plant. <laughs> And yes. the beauty of abundance in that and the sufficiency, you know, it's, it's like, it's all there for you, you know? Yeah. And so that's just a, a powerful statement of, you know, getting to know one being and just how much wisdom there is in that as well, that each part has a purpose, that each part, you know, serves in their specific way to the greater whole, just like all of us, you know, all of us in this great web of all life, like we each have our own medicine, our own unique soul sparkle that is needed at this time to be brought forward, to be in service to that greater whole, you know, so I love that as well. Again, it's that mirroring for us, what we need to see and what we need to know. So thank you for that, Dandelion. We bless you, Dandelion. <laughs> so I want to ask you one final question um, here. And really, what do you feel is the most important wisdom for us to heed today in this world that is so caught up in the delusions of separation and disconnection, especially from the body and the earth and the sacred feminine? Because the medicine way is, so, is, is such a, you know, ancient feminine path as well. So we'd love to hear what, what's the sort of nugget that's coming in to leave our listeners with today. Just say unplug as much as you can and go outside and <laughs> breathe the air, notice, pay attention, use all of your senses and get curious, really. Just follow, follow the little crumbs. <laughs> and know that there's enough always. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes, follow those crumbs. And in an embodied way, note, she said, you know, really feel in the body and all the senses because this is about embodied spiritual leadership development. So really allow yourself to come home to your body, to come into the body and do whatever you need to do for that to happen so that you can really land here and come back to the earth and her deep medicines that she has for us. So thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast, Liz. It has been such a, a deep gift to have you and your medicine present here and to share with all of our beloveds listening. Thank you, Lainey. Thanks so much. This is really beautiful. Thanks so much for joining us for the show today, beloved. If you want to hear more from our guest today, join us in Sister Hive, where you'll receive a masterclass from her and so much more. Additionally, you can find out more about her work at www.gatheringground.nyc. And remember, trillions of years of evolution and revolution led to you. It's time to remember who you truly are and why you're here at this most powerful time in human history. It's time to allow your full spiritual magnificence and the raw truth of who you are to come forth. It's time to be lit up and turned on and blazing true because the world needs your unique soul sparkle now more than ever. So remember, Someone out there needs you. Are you willing to finally come out of hiding and live your life so that they can find you? I'll leave you with that question for now, beloved, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show today, please share it with your beloveds. 
and come on over to laneylovedolby.com where you'll receive a free Soul Sparkle starter kit so you can begin your own journey to ignite your revolutionary potential today.